What's up, Anchor fam? This is Kaylee Chella checking back in with today's top stories. Your ability to watch and use your favorite apps and services could start to change, though not right away, following the official demise Monday of Obama-era internet protections. Any changes are likely to happen slowly as companies assess how much consumers will tolerate. The repeal of net neutrality took effect six months ago after the Federal Communications Commission voted to undo the rules, which had barred broadband and cell phone companies from favoring their own services and discriminating against rivals, such as Netflix. Internet providers such as AT&T, Verizon, and Comcast had to treat all traffic equally. They couldn't slow down or block websites and apps of their own choosing, nor could they charge Netflix and other video services extra to reach viewers more smoothly. The rules also barred a broadband provider from, say, slowing down Amazon's shopping site to extract business concessions. But now, all that is legal, as long as companies post their policies online. The change comes as broadband and cell phone providers expand their efforts to deliver video and other content to consumers. With net neutrality rules gone, AT&T and Verizon can give priority to their own movies and TV shows while hurting rivals, such as Amazon, YouTube, and startups yet to be born. The battle isn't entirely over, though. Some states are moving to restore net neutrality, and lawsuits are pending. Also, the Senate voted to save net neutrality, though that effort isn't likely to become law. For now, broadband providers insist they won't do anything that would harm the internet experience for consumers. Most currently have service terms that specify they won't give preferential treatment to certain websites and services, including their own. However, Mark Martin, a former FCC staffer who is now a chairman of communications practice at law firm, said that companies are likely to drop these self-imposed restrictions off. They're just going to wait until people aren't paying a lot of attention. Any changes now while the spotlight is on net neutrality could lead to a public relations backlash. Companies are likely to start testing the boundaries over the next six months to a year. Expect to see more offers like AT&T's exemption of its DirecTV Now streaming TV service from customers' mobile data limits. Rival services like Sling TV and Netflix count video against data caps, essentially making them more expensive to watch. Italy's new Italians First government claimed victory Monday when the Spanish Prime Minister offered safe harbor to a private rescue ship after Italy and Malta refused to allow it permission to disembark its 629 migrant passengers in their ports. The Aquarius, a rescue vessel operated by aid group SOS Mediterranean, has been stuck in the Mediterranean Sea since Saturday when Italy refused its crew permission to dock and demanded that Malta do so. Malta refused on Sunday. Spain's new socialist Prime Minister Pedro Sánchez stepped in on Monday, ordering authorities in Valencia to prepare for the ship's arrival. Sánchez said, quote, It's our duty to avoid a humanitarian catastrophe and offer a secure port for these people. Both the ship and its passengers were caught up in a political dispute that might not have happened weeks ago. One of the coalition partners in the populist government that took over Italy on June 1st, the Right Wing League, promised voters other European Union countries would be made to share the burden of caring for asylum seekers who set out for Europe on unseaworthy smugglers' boats. The League's leader, Italian Interior Minister Matteo Salvini, said Monday at party headquarters, quote, Evidently, it pays to raise one's voice, something Italy hasn't done as long as one can remember. For those aboard the Aquarius, Spain's offer of docking rights at the port of Valencia was welcome news, although it did not provide a quick or easy solution. It was unclear if the days of sailing west it would take to get to Spain were feasible. The traumatized, exhausted passengers included 120 miners, many of them traveling alone, and seven pregnant women. 
Several migrants had water in their lungs, suffered hypothermia, or burns from a mix of boat fuel and seawater while in their traffickers' boats. Malta had food and water ferried Monday to the Aquarius, which was running out of supplies. Even as the Aquarius's crew grappled with the logistics, Italy vowed to block other rescue boats, including the Dutch-flagged Sea Watch 3, another aid group's boat. Like the Aquarius, the Sea Watch 3 rescued migrants in the waters off Libya, where human smugglers are based and asylum hopefuls have reported torture, beatings, rape, and scarce rations in migrant detention centers. The passengers, with many migrants from Sudan among them, were apparently unaware that they'd become pawns of sorts in Europe's new political equilibrium. Salvini said in a Facebook post, quote, Italy has stopped bowing our heads and obeying. This time, we say no. Larry Kudlow, President Trump's top economic advisor, suffered a very mild heart attack and was being treated at a military hospital, the White House said Monday. White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders said in a statement that Kudlow was in good condition at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center in Bethesda, Maryland. She said Kudlow was doing well and that doctors expect him to make a quote-unquote full and speedy recovery. News of Kudlow's illness was broken by Trump himself just minutes before he met with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un in Singapore. Trump tweeted, quote, Our great Larry Kudlow, who has been working so hard on trade and the economy, has just suffered a heart attack. <laughs> a joint declaration signed by President Trump and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un says the U.S. has committed to providing, quote-unquote, security guarantees to the North. The document signed at the end of the pair's historic summit in Singapore on Tuesday also says Kim, quote, reaffirmed his firm and unwavering commitment to complete denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. It's unclear exactly what Trump has promised Kim in terms of security. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo declined to say Monday whether guarantees might include withdrawing U.S. troops from the Korean Peninsula. A copy of the text snapped by a photographer at the signing summit says Trump and Kim also discussed how to build a, quote, lasting and robust peace regime on the Korean Peninsula. The document itself lays out four broad commitments. It says the sides, quote, commit to establish the new U.S.-DPRK relations in accordance with the desire of the people's two countries for peace and prosperity, and it says they will commit to recovering the remains of prisoners of war and those missing in action. All right, guys, that's all I got for now. Make sure to tune in tomorrow morning for the latest. This is Kaylee Chella signing off.